Hey people, it's Ashley, and I'm back for another episode of Parents Are People. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. Listen, I gotta tell y'all, I go into each interview with a plan of what we're gonna talk about and what I think the episode is gonna be about, and I am continuously surprised by just some of those gems, those pieces of wisdom that get uncovered throughout the conversation that I wasn't even, <laughs> didn't expect, wasn't looking for. And I hope that you you as the listener, as you're going through this, you're catching those too. I think each person can take something a little bit different from each conversation. I know that for me, as someone who uh, listens to some of these recordings a few times over, I definitely get something different out of it each time. And I really, really appreciate that. Another thing that's been interesting to me and that I'm grateful for and that I, I want to highlight, I, I may have mentioned this on here before, and if so, I'm just going to say it again. I'm truly grateful for the people who agreed to interview before they even heard about the show and before they even knew what was going on here. Because... I was approaching people and they were like, what you want to talk to me for? Um, But people have been, listen, delivering, okay, before they even knew what it was about. So I'm grateful for that. And I just love what has come out of that organic space, uh, that kind of starter energy. So once again, another great conversation discussion coming to you all. My guest this week, Andrew, I titled this episode Family Matters because Andrew talks about all of it. My guest talks about all of it, okay? How his journey as a person has been shaped by the relationships with the people around him and how strengthening and looking at those relationships has helped him grow and evolve within his family, from his wife to his son to the relationship with his own father and what that looks like. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode. I hope you get what you need. And after you do that, I hope you send it to somebody else so they can get what they need to. Uh, But (laughs) thanks for listening. Hi, Andrew. Welcome to Parents Are People. Hello. I'm really excited to have you here on the show. Can you just say hi to everybody and introduce yourself a little bit? Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew Warren. I'm a four-year-old dad of Jackson Warren. That's my guy. Um, Been married now for six years. Tomorrow together be 11 years with my wife, Sherelle. And I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Thank you. That's a good intro. One of the reasons I invited you on here, of course, is because you're a father and you're a family man, but also know you as a friend. We've worked together. And anytime you're talking about your own like growth or your plans or whatever is going on in life, like you're incorporating your family into that. For sure. Like there's always consideration for, you know, okay. And then this, and then Jackson have that and my wife can do this. And, this, and we all go like, you're like, you, you've taken your role as like, I'll be the, the driving force and we're all going to move forward as a family. Yes. And even if we got to slow down, we'll be slowing down together. But uh, nonetheless, that's what it's about. So how do you view your role as, as a father? I view it, I view it one as being a teacher, one being a teacher, a protector, 
and a nurturer and not in, not in that order, but um, definitely that's how I view my role, you know, a protector, teacher, nurturer. A lot of times I, I haven't heard men talking about like being a nurturer uh, to their children, but I think it's equally important and just as important as a woman being a nurturer to their, their kids. You know, I have a, I have a son and I think it's important for him to see that uh, a man can show his, uh, I guess, less tough side or, um, and not to say if you're being tough, you're not nurturing, but I think it's important for him to see that too. And I also believe that being uh, protective is also important too, not just like physically protective, but also emotionally protective and spiritually um, as well and in other capacities too. Mm-hmm. And more, more certainly teaching, and that's a big part, like, you know, because we work together, I work at a school, and you can spend all day with other people's kids, and they come home, and, you know, your kid running around going wild, but it's also important to stay him the best as I can to be in the type of man that um, showing his, putting his best foot forward. I want to circle back to you adding that part of, like, it's important for a father to be nurturing just as much as it is for a woman, for a mother to be. Do you feel like there's any difference in the type of nurturing or, or what that looks like? Um, yes, I think there's difference in the sense that how I interpret nurturing and how I guess my wife would interpret nurturing might look slightly different or vastly different. Um, mm-hmm. For example, when he was born, she had a cesarean section. And so, you know, she didn't immediately get the, the she touched them, but like when he was awake, when like certain certain things happened to her body in response to some of the things that he did. Mm-hmm. And my response is vastly different. And this might be more a physiological thing. I'm not sure. I don't have the science on all of that. Mm-hmm. But I know like for me, nurturing it, it I'm all I'm, I'm a hugger. I always want to hug. I kiss him before you go to bed. Things that I didn't necessarily experience. And so like, you know, I think there is some differences in nurturing. You know, my wife is more on the like. I think more to Jackson sit your butt down and she's more of a disciplinarian in a sense. And I do so in my way, but it's just different. It looks different. Okay. So you two balance each other out. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Okay. And you also brought some other good points of being, of protecting, not being just always in a physical sense, but in an emotional and, and in a spiritual sense. Yes. That's deep. Yes. And so I want to, cl- I want to clarify those points too. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll, I'll better yet to expound on this. So like on the emotional sense, um, being protect, being protective in that sense, it's like letting them know like, Hey, if you, you have a boo-boo, it's okay. that daddy gonna come. He said, I got a boo on my hand. I can kiss your hand. Or, you know, you say you angry. I can tell you it's okay that you're angry and it's okay that you're frustrated that he doesn't have to put up this, this veil of, um, daddy said, or daddy, daddy won't let me cry or um, anything like that. Oftentimes, I know when I was coming up, it's like, you know, a boy, boy don't cry, you know, be a young man and don't cry, toughen up, don't be no, there's a lot of different words we can use here, but there's a lot of, just, I just want to be himself and whatever, whatever he find that to be for him and feel comfortable being who he is. And so in the spiritual sense, um, I, like I told you, uh, I think it was yesterday we spoke, like, I found myself like, open to like I, this different different forms of spirituality. I don't know how I worded it yesterday, but like, I feel like spiritually it, it involves the practices that you might have, whether it be uh, sitting alone in nature. Like today, I went to Riverfront Park. I just sat out there for like an hour or so mm-hmm. just journaling or whether that be 
um, talking with your your creator, whoever that might be for you, or strengthening your relationship uh, with with what you believe in. You know, questioning your values and honoring those things too. And I just want for him to do the same thing, um, and even better. And so it's important for me to ensure that I I'm to the best of my ability modeling that, mm. which is hard. Which is hard because. You know, I struggle just like the next person, honestly, like just to be transparent, you know, yeah. I don't always show up as my best self. And sometimes being a parent, you'll, you'll find out that um, you think you're doing it the best way that you possibly can. And all you know is what you know. I, I didn't have a, a fake kid or a dummy kid to experiment with, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I remember the day I went to CVS. She's pregnant. It's like, all right getting there's no like going to school for parenting you know you mm-hmm. get it the best that you can uh with what you know and as you learn new things you incorporate that too i love that you brought that up that like you don't get to have like a practice round that's why i love saying parents are people because you're literally still evolving and growing as a person while you're taking care of this other person who's very dependent on you and you're figuring stuff out as you go right <laughs> And at first time, we're not imperfect. Sometimes we're bad at stuff first, you know, <laughs> and that sure. and that includes parenting. <laughs> yes, it's so tough. It's so tough sometimes because the only comparison, the main comparison that I often make to my role as a parent is thinking about how I was parented by my mother and my father. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't think they did. I'm like, oh, my mom, I used to say my mom did this or my dad did that. And nowadays I'm like, well, they're human. Like all they know is what they know up until the time they learn something different. And when you have that new knowledge, you can apply to your best, the best way possible or not. And so I'm learning the importance of forgiveness and being forgiven, not only to other people, but also to myself, um, you know, have a forgiveness spirit. Like if I do something wrong, um, even going to my foyer, son, I'm like, daddy, sorry. You know? um, or if I do something toward myself, which is even harder to be forgiven for, toward yourself, but it's just as important as forgiving somebody else. Mm. Mm. Can you talk more about that? What have you learned from forgiving yourself or what is that challenge? So I say the biggest challenge of forgiving yourself is like, sometimes I don't think I show up as the most consistent person on the planet. You know, for example, it can be, something as large as um in my in my heart and heart I want to do something with my son and don't do it I won't tell him if I tell him I do it I gotta that that's just kind of like a rule um but forgiving is knowing like you if I don't show up as my best self um whether it be at work or whether it be at home it's almost like taking the time to say you know what I and being reflective you have to be intentional to do it and not not all the time is that time created like sometimes like you have to Called that space out. Like I said, I went to Riftown Park just to clear my head out, um, just to have a long time and being able to talk with your spouse and whatnot and realize, like, you know, you're human and forgiveness is sort of like, I think if I could define what that would be for me live right now, it'd probably be like letting go of the possibility that something could have been different, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's probably how I would define letting go of the possibility that something could have been different because it is the way that it is and yeah. sometimes we hold on to it so it's really like letting go that it could have been different like yeah it could have been different but it's not so you let that part go and wow. oftentimes the rendering is difficult 
um, to do, especially for me. You know, letting go, trusting the process, those are things that I even I struggle with. And so as a father, I it's like I gotta constantly wake up and practice that, not just as a father, as a as a husband and as a man, you know. Listen, I'm still sitting, I'm I'm still sitting and processing these good words you just gave for forgiveness, for forgiving, I guess for the act of forgiving. Right. And like, I wish my old man was on it today. I know we were, we were trying to arrange that too, but mm-hmm. he has, but you know, we, we had our challenges coming up. And so it was letting go of the fact that you weren't always the most present person and me allowing myself to go forward in spite of what was happening and learning to love and accept you for where you were, where you are, even where you want to be, you know, it's, it's difficult. But it's like, it doesn't happen externally. Like it happens inside you too. And once that change happens inside, the external part just takes, so t- takes on a life of its own. And I just hope that my son will do the same for me because I'm going to screw up. I've already screwed up. You know, I hope that as I continue to screw up and make mistakes and learn from him, that he'll be the same way toward me. Him and my wife and my friends and everything else too. Because like, you know, I, I say this, I hope this is okay to say, say on here, but like I give people this much room to, to screw up. I call it the F room because I feel like I've been granted that much grace um, in life. And so I hope that I'll be given the same um, amount too. I'm sure, yeah, with your son, as you, you know, raise him with grace and show him that same, he'll definitely have plenty for you and for others. Right. He's learning, he's learning. I mean, he picks up on everything that um, he sees and that he experiences around him is like he's a sponge right now. That's scary. It's like I'm a, I walk on egg. You think walking in the interview with the boss is different. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells when I walk through the door. I make sure I don't drop a drop the wrong word. Uh, <laughs> I say the wrong thing. I don't uh make a make a, a a gesture a certain way, you know, everything. I'm kind of make sure that he picks up on the best stuff. And even if he pick up on not so good, let him know, know the when it's time, why, what is appropriate from what is not. Yeah, that's awesome. <clears throat> he is, he's four. So you say he's four, right? So he is that. Yeah. Sponge. Baby see, baby do. Um, okay. So you mentioned a few different things, but we oftentimes are learning from our parents or the examples around us, the people who raised us. And then you have times where you may be making like the conscious decision to be like, I'm going to do something different than that. Has there been a time where you've made the conscious decision to say, I'm going to do this thing different. I'm going to do this different from the way that. For sure. For sure. So like, as I mentioned in the introduction, you know, my name is Andrew Warren, but it it hasn't always been that. Uh, My last name was Rambert. And we talked about forgiveness uh, earlier, not too long ago. And that, conscious decision to to adopt my father's last name was one I made intentionally. I think it was back in 20, I was probably like 22, between 22 and 24 when I got my last name legally changed to my father's. Mm. I struggled a lot with like learning to forgive and things like that. And once I made the choice to forgive him in my heart, it only was right to take on his last name to, to externally show like, hey, I know who my father is. It's more than just about the name. It's, it's more about showing that you can forgive, you can move forward, and you can be proud of what you come from, no matter how many wounds or uh, how many hard, hardship has been 
down in your uh in your life you know um, so i adopted my father's last name which is warren um leaving my grandfather's last name which was rambert and now when i look back at it though that might seem like a small thing it is a big thing to me because now my son has my last name which is my father's last name which is his granddad's which is his dad's last name and so is my wife and so whatever was not good in our past cannot be corrected with myself, my wife, and my son who will continue to carry the torch. What has that been like for you um, building your relationship with your father as an adult? Uh, it's like, you know, I don't feel like I've been as intentional with building a relationship. Like I haven't gone out of my way to intentionally do certain things, mm -hmm. but I do call weekly, at least once a week. Occasionally we get together nowadays and he'll come over to the apartment. We sit down and chit chat. Um, I can call him and we have talk. It's almost, to me now as an adult, it's, it's like talking to your homeboy. Mm -hmm. um, I know that we can, like talking to a really close homeboy who knows you since you were in the sandbox. <laughs> but with this, it's like, I feel sometimes I'm showing, showing him things that from my lens that he might've not gotten when he was my age being a parent. You know, mm -hmm. like he see like his generations. I mean, you got his generation and you have mine. Whereas his generation was more like you work and, and I'm pretty sure like our generation you work and do things too. But there was a different, I guess, line of thinking with him. And now that um, I'm doing what I'm doing, um, I think he's able to see more of the shift and differences that I've made. Um, some of the differences like make feel like, go ahead. As in like he's being, he's able to be influenced by you. Yeah, and, and even if he don't outwardly say like, oh man, like you doing this differently, but like sometimes he's in his own way, he communicates things like by saying stuff like, yeah, you sharp, or mm -hmm. and you know, you, you're doing it together, you know, I, I'm sure if, you know, I, he doesn't vocalize much of it, but I think in his own way, I think he's he's a little proud, you know, and, and that's just it makes me feel good. Even just saying that right here now to accept like we all communicate differently mm -hmm. and that that's just his way of showing that he's proud of what I'm doing now, even if it's in a small way. You sharing that brings up such a good point of like as you've healed, as it's like as we heal, we can heal other people. So by you being able to come from this place of like, you know what, this is what I'm going to do to have this relationship, to be a presence in his life. And as you grow and evolve and do things and you're influencing your dad, either to shed some light in different ways or, or whatever that may be, like you said, you're giving him something that he didn't have as a parent. Right. And I mean, I'm grateful for all, I'm grateful for the journey because like now, you know, he can look when he, when he chooses to come over and things like what he does often. You know, my son doesn't have the baggage of family drama or family malice along with the relationship he has with his grandfather. It's not like, oh, well, daddy didn't like granddaddy or they had beef. It's like, no, it's all love. When, you, when granddaddy comes over, you you stand up, you, sh you shake and you give your granddaddy a hug. And, you play with your granddad and things like that. Like, there's not that, you know, when I was coming up, it was like your daddy, like my mom would say things about my dad 
And as I got older, I didn't necessarily like it. And I just made a choice that like, I'm not gonna badmouth them intentionally. Um, and that as best as I can, make sure that they have the relationship with my son, my family that I felt I missed out on. And it doesn't mean I have to go out of my way significantly, but it has to, you have to make some effort, whether that be a phone call, whether that's, um, I took him out to lunch one day, you know, we went down to a little Chinese joint. We, I said, hey, come on, folks, we're gonna have some lunch. And we just sit there and we talk. But, and in his own way, he communicates like that same level of respect and things like that too. So like, it's good, like I said, it's like talking to like a, a homeboy who knew you since the sandbox days. <laughs> I just love it. I love the description of that. Yeah. It's different. So it, it evolved into something else, but it's become its own thing. Right. You guys have found what type of relationship works for you as an adult. And I'm sure it'll continue to evolve as you continue to go through life. Right. And, you know, um, I guess before we move on, one of the things that I thought about as, as, as we were talking is that, you know, it's hard for people to give you something that they never had. And so, you know, thinking about the things that I didn't have, I think about the things that my dad didn't have. And so if he didn't necessarily have it, it'd be difficult for him to, to, to give it. Not to say it's impossible, it'd just be a little challenging or difficult. And so seeing that, seeing some of the gaps I've had, I realized like, all right, let's be a little extra and see how I can authentically show up for my son and give him that and also give it to my wife too, because that's equally important too, you know? And I don't always do the best job, you know? Like tomorrow, make 11 years we've been together, uh, it's uh it's a journey it's difficult but you have to still do those small things to show the other person like they're important to you mm -hmm. and that's why i'm always like saying again that parents are people like a, a child coming into your family adding to it, your family doesn't automatically have you become endowed with you know extra patience and humility and grace and all of these things like these are things right. People got to work to get, you know, <laughs> and you even have to be aware of the fact that you need these things, but they don't come with the baby. So a lot of times you're right, like, you know, and people can get kind of stuck on a loop with things because life, life is hard when we just trying to survive. We don't always have time to look back and say, you know, did I handle that? Am I my best self right now? Am I healing? Am I, you know, all of these things. Um, but Thankfully, as we continue to go through life, we we can keep learning. <laughs> right. And that's uh, even learning on its own. Don't, learning doesn't occur like automatically. You have to go out of your way to do it. And sometimes by life, you, you learn things through life, but um, getting the lesson doesn't happen just automatically. It takes time for reflection and taking care of yourself and things like that as best as you possibly can. Mm hmm. So how do you feel that being a father has changed you? I thought, you know, all right, so I'm going to preface what I'm about to say by saying this. When in 2017, when we, when we first found out we were expecting the child, because he was born in 2018, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this different. I'm going to do this different. And it's just like a, a New Year's goals. Like, you might set these big intentions, and you might flop on some of them. I think that having a child, if you allow it to, like having a child don't necessarily just change just because a child comes in the world. Like change mm -hmm. is a process that you have to be intentional about just as with anything else. 
I mean, you bring this new person into the world and now it's all about them. Some of your parts come out too. So like, how has he changed me? I say he made me more empathetic. I can be selfish. Uh, there was times when I would be all about me and things like that. And I realized like, I realized that just when he came into the world and he began breastfeeding. Like, I'm like, whoa, buddy. This is my wife, you know? So realizing that it ain't just all about me. And given the fact that it's not just about me, I realize how much more myself I have to show up. I have to show up more for myself in order to offer more to him and to my wife and to my friends and to my, my other relatives. Like, so I think it just really makes me want to step up and be better in, in the smallest and biggest ways. And it's still difficult. I don't think, I think, like, it's almost like how they say when you, like, if the, I'm not a millionaire, obviously not, but they say money don't change you. It only, I guess they say, like, having a lot of money don't necessarily change you, but it only makes you more what you already are. Mm -hmm. I think it's similar to that, not exactly like that, mm -hmm. but it just makes, it just reveal more of myself, uh, brings more, more who I am out. Because it's another life that you interact, you know? It makes me more funner. I feel like I'm more more livelier with him. Um, it makes me, I'm a, naturally, I'm a warrior sometimes. I think a lot. Um, and having a kid only makes that grow more and more. So I have to learn to tame that. And I think um, that's something that's going to be a work in progress for a while. But I just think it's, I don't think that was a cookie-cut answer. But it really wasn't. It didn't need yeah, well, thank you for saying that. But no, I don't think it necessarily changed me. I think it just amplified who I already am. You know? So that if I was a bad person already, I think I'd be a bad person with a new kid. You know, and I'm not, I'm not like I'd be a like I went like a like I don't think I'm a completely good person. I'm not a completely bad person either. But I think it just makes you more of who you already are. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's thank like <laughs> It's like it exacerbates any, really any situation, right? For you as an individual, but even, you know, you were married. So even your marriage, if your marriage right. has problems, having a kid is going to exacerbate those problems. Yes. If the love is good, it's going it, to, it can amplify that love. It, right. In a way, it brings out more of what's already going on. Definitely. Yes. yes. Ooh, you, you, you said it better than I did. Like it does bring a lot of stuff up. Um, things that you may have overlooked comes out even more because now you're confronted with this little human in front of you and like what are you going to do what, what's your values what's more important to you in this moment uh, little things like that i didn't think um like i i value people but mm -hmm. i didn't realize how high a importance relationship was like on my on my value list i guess it's not like one of my explicit values like it's like family right there yeah. but um, I had to make a decision when Jackson was born, around the time Jackson was born, I was starting to work at a company called Borden, same place with my dad. And the hours was a warehouse and the hours were like um, very long and unpredictable. And what a newborn child and a, and a wife who just uh, given birth not long after, I realized that I had to uh, make some sacrifices. And so though the job paid very well, very well, I meant. I had to sacrifice that, not sacrifice, but like make some trade-offs, you know, make some trade-offs because it was important to me. It still is to be there for my family. So for you, the trade-off, cause you're saying be there for your family, but you may be more physically present. Physically, physically and emotionally present because I could be at work 
uh, starting at two o'clock and getting off at 2 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. And all day long, she's with this little human being who's crying. She got knees and things like that. And it just, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been there for my family like I am now had I remained on this job. So how was that decision for you? Because I hear, I know a lot of families, especially a lot of fathers who feel it was their role to be the provider, to feel like this hard push-pull between work as much as I can so that I can provide financially with, and, and that amount of work is probably taking them out of the home. That's a hard line, I think, sometimes for people. Very. Like I said, not rich at all. <laughs> Um, I think, I mean, you know, my wife wasn't working at the time and I was just working. And so making that shift, um, it requires you assessing what's important because the way you got to, I think the way I've learned to look at it as, as being an investment, you know, if you make small deposits and it sits there over time, I suppose, um, things grow, your investment grows. And I think that an investment in a, a person's life, whether that be your child or your relationship with the your spouse or a friend, and you make those deposits over time, it compounds. So that money can come back. Like you can make that money over time, but you can't get back the time seeing them say his first word or something else. But it also boils down to your values. Like I said earlier, like what's important to you? You know, if family not really important to you, having a kid ain't gonna suddenly make family a big priority to you. I don't think, mm -hmm. I might be wrong. But saying what's really important to you, and sometimes like through time and circumstances, those things all reveal what's really important to you. Mm -hmm. So how do you, because another thing you said was that having your son made you realize how much more you have to show up for yourself in yeah. order to, to be present. So how do you take care of Andrew, the person? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's difficult, but one of the things that I do to take care of myself is make sure I prioritize movement. Mm -hmm. uh, moving all the time, uh, whether that be walking to work, whether it be making sure I'm having some time alone, which can be hard if you're not intentional about it. I'm just going out to a park or getting the car with the music off or even when you pull up home, before I get in the door and have to put daddy hat on, I just turn the radio off and I just sit in the car for a moment. Or whether it be talking to a friend on the phone and just hearing about that person's life, being able to celebrate that person, things like that helps fill my bucket up. Um, those are some ways that I take care of myself. Probably not the best. I still got some, some, uh, some other ways, but those are a few ways I take care of myself. Also, making sure sleep is important. Sleep and a routine. Um, those things are important for more reasons than one. Um, the routine and making sure the sleep is good. Because when he's up, just like I am, we're up. And uh, I need the energy to match his, which is a lot. Okay. So how much separation do you make between Andrew and Andrew, the person, the father, the husband, or how do they blend? I think how much separation do I make between I don't think I'm able to make that separation as, as easily as I would like to, because everything that I do, you know, it's like, it's like almost like a car. I used to try to compartmentalize parts of my life, but it's really difficult because everything works together. So it's like, if I took the engine out of the car, something else may work. I'm no mechanic, so if I sound stupid saying this, like, I just get, I hope you get the, the, the uh, expression, but yeah. everything sort of works together. So like, if I stop working, for example, if I just completely stop working, 
then I'm going to be preoccupied with uh, worries about finances, which helps to support my son. Now, if I just focus on nothing but just being a father all day and nothing else, then I might be missing another area. So it's difficult, but the way I make the separation, if I can, is making that time for myself. Um, usually early in the morning. You know, I wake up very early in the morning and for the hours so that I'm up by myself, I might either walk to work or it's another day I go to the gym. But there's not much separation. There's, there's really not much separation at all. Because once, once I made it in my heart that, you know, this is my guy, um, that's my wife, I'm here for him. It's like everything works together. Now, there are times when I need a long time, like, you know, if I'm going out of town, or which I've done once, or if I'm doing something just for myself, I made the distinction, like, nah, this is for me. And I don't feel bad about that, because I feel like that's how you rejuvenate, so you can be, so, like, we talked about investing in uh, young people, or, like, investing in your kid, you got to invest in yourself, too. Like, you got to prioritize yourself. How have you and your wife figured out parenting together? We're still figuring it out. <laughs> Honestly, it's like we have to be very intentional about it. And um, sometimes that's not always the easiest thing to do because we're still learning. We're still growing together, too. And so we're working at it to be as transparent as possible. It's, it ain't easy. Sometimes, like, we don't always go on the most dates uh, as we like to. Um, don't have a whole lot of family support down here in Charleston to, to have a sitter all the time. But as of recently, we started doing certain things to cultivate that time with each other. Like when he's taking a nap like he is now, we might watch a TV show and talk about what we saw, whether it be blackish or like have a discussion. Or we got this uh, at nighttime after work, we get these like cards and ask each other questions about different things so we can continuously learn about one another. Um, you know, we, we find like the low pockets to capitalize on. Because like you say, sometimes you get comfortable in, in, or in this groove in life and you can easily fall into like this comfort zone of things and be where you are. Mm -hmm. So for you guys as parents and as, a, as husband and wife, you found that like we have to, we have to prioritize space for us, for our relationship. Yes. And I think that's kind of like the season that we're in. Like we haven't been doing it. We haven't been doing it as intentionally as we would like. I mean, as I'm talking right now, like on our wall, we have like our list and it's just a list of things that we want to do for ourselves to um, create joy in our life and to continuously grow and to develop as human beings. Because the more that we grow and invest in ourselves, the more we have to offer to uh, in other areas. And so I think that's just a, I think that's just as important. So like we're still learning how to do, you know, uh, we have our phones just like anybody else. And that's not even a. That's not even saying the whole, like we do have our challenges like anybody else. It's ongoing. It's almost like continuing education or something <laughs> like that. It's like you reach this one level and then it's like, it don't stop. It's not like marriage is like this. Like marriage wasn't the goal. It's really like the, the grow with somebody, the, the grow and the be with somebody. So it's like, once you reach this next level, celebrate where you at, but then there's always another level to go to. And you got to reflect on that one and continuously go up from there. And sometimes you you don't go as fast as you like to because you're a partner, you're a partnership and you're together. So it's not like I can go ahead of you, you go ahead of me. It's like we it's like only as strong as the weakest link. And so we we gotta go with each other. 
Mm-hmm. How does that, how does your, you guys keeping your relationship solid, working and growing that spill over, pour over to your child? I think the way that it spills over, um, it, for one, if we're not working on it, if we're not working on it, if we're not calling our space to do it, keep using it. You know, it's like they say, like, I think it's an expression I say, like, if the elephants fight, it's not, it, it says something like, that. if the elephants fight, it's not the ground I just feel it. It's like everything else around it that feels it. It's, I might be chomping that up really bad, but what, how you do anything is how you do everything. And so it does spill into other areas. So like I said earlier, like, you can't compartmentalize everything. Um, you, I don't think you can compartmentalize much. If mm-hmm. the marriage, if the marriage isn't working really good, the parenting is going to suffer too. You know, if the parenting ain't suffer, it, it, you know, everything has to kind of work. But like, not everything is. I don't want to say everything is is equal. Some things matter more than others at certain times, and it, it flip flops. You know, one day it might be like, all right, we need to just prioritize the marriage all day, like all week or all day or whatever time it might be. And another time we'd be like, all right, this one we have to focus on it. The key point I think to make is that it's important to be intentional about how you're doing it. And that's that's one of the things that we brought with us, like creating our list and making time for each other and just doing things that's for each other. Cause I think like where we are in our lives, it's it's like learning to get beyond ourselves, to be better for ourselves so that we can be better parents, so that we can be better individuals. Because mm-hmm. I think it's I think we're at a season where we're just learning to point to ourselves so that mm-hmm. we can outpour for the other areas that we touch. Yes, that can be, you guys have been together for 11 years and growing together, you know, growing as individuals and together, I believe can be challenging for a lot of couples over time, right? Because you're always growing. Yes. And, and, you know, growth don't just happen. You know, there's been time, there's been pockets where we haven't been going, where we've been at each other's neck, where we've been like, I can't stand you. I can't stand you either. You know, there are those times like that. But then once you realize that and you, you make that commitment to each other, make that commitment to getting beyond whatever hurdles, um, or whatever hurdles or barriers are in front of you, then you're able to do it once you start doing it together. And that's when like the, the celebration and that's where those, the small wins come into play. This is awesome. This is great. Some of the questions that you have even makes me think about how important it is not only just being parents but being individuals and then pointing to spouse like if anything it makes me like you know the whole name of parents of people makes mm-hmm. me think like you know at the end of it like i'm i can be as intentional as i try to be but i'm just like john legend says uh, ordinary people mm-hmm. you know, we just ordinary people and you just do the best that you can um and you just don't give up like you just keep going you know be determined and just keep going because like like i said he'll be five in february mm-hmm. And I don't anticipate that I got the parenting wrapped up. I imagine that every three, two to three months is something different. Now it's Woody Woodpecker. Next month, it might be, you know, something else. Every stage is something different. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just trying to be quiet to get ahead of the curve. That's all. <laughs> I'm just trying to get ahead of the curve. And I don't think I can ever do that effectively, oh. whatever, that, whatever that can be like, right? Um, all I can do is set the course, set the vision, and go from there how do you set that course how do you plan that next thing because like I said you're someone who is very intentional about you're never just 
you're never thinking of yourself in a vacuum. I mean, you can't, obviously you have a family, but when you think of the next phase of life, like, how do I do it? So one of the things I got to do is get by myself. I have to be by myself during that time. Like you talked about, uh, how do you, how do I take care of myself? How do you prioritize self-care? I think one of the ways I have to do is I have to make, make time for myself. I have to get away from my wife. I have to get away from my son. I have to take time to pull that journal out. I have to just allow my brain time to uh, unravel and just write about things that, um, at its core affect, affect me. I have to really like be honest with myself. And sometimes, you know, if I'm not doing that, I find myself going from one thing to the next thing without being very deliberate and reflective about what it is that I'm doing. I think it makes it's very important to take time to pause um, and do those self-care things like moving, like journaling, like spending time alone so that you can do it. And like I said, um, these things are things that aren't easy to do, but it's important to make the time for, you know, and actually show up and do it. Um, because as, as we talked about before in private conversations, like, you know, you can show up for your job for, and do everything that your job tell you to do. But when it's time for you to do something you like, well, it's just me. Yeah. I really have to go to the gym. I don't have to go for this walk. I don't have to eat this food. I don't have to, you know, read this book or whatever it is that you're doing, we make excuses for ourselves, but it's like we put everything and everyone else before ourselves. And I think that's kind of like where, where, where the, the growth happens when you stop doing that and start realizing like you matter too. Mm -hmm. Right about that. We can definitely, a lot of us show up for, for that check, but don't show up right. for ourselves, that investment in ourselves that could actually further us far beyond what that check would. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes, you know, uh, when you're, when you're, uh, you're going, like I said, you got to make time to pause. If you're not pausing uh, and being reflective of it, you can go on. But I think it's also important that like, as I might pause for myself, it's important for me and my wife to come together. And one of the things that we did some time ago, which we've got to get back into is like family meetings. Like when we just sit down and we just talk about what we're going at. Cause I might have a vision for why I see us going at, but the vision ain't complete unless she's a part of it. Yeah. You know? Then as Jackson grows and, and he's a part of it too, mm -hmm. because I'm only one person and it won't make, it won't make for a full picture if I'm only doing it by myself. It makes very good sense. You guys yeah. sitting down together to decide this is, this is the next step for us, for us as a family. Right. right. Do you care to share your, if you guys have a current thing that you're working towards? So our current thing right now is really like pointing to ourselves, like as individuals, so like supporting each other. One of the things that uh, we're doing actively right now is we came up with like a list. Like I'm telling you, like it's, it's legit a list, um, a list of maybe 20 to 30 items. I, like you imagine a year is 365 days. We just come up with these things that we want to do and we support one another with doing these things. So it might be like, I, like I'm looking at, I see her list and then I see my list and I might see something like, oh, that's what you really want to do. And I might say, well, all right, I know how we can make this happen. And I said, well, I want you to do that because when she wins, we win. And when I win, we win, you know? So it goes back and forth. So that's like our current thing right now. As far as what I sound like each of us, honestly, as I'm looking at our list, uh, each of us both has something for like more than one thing for our son. So it's like, as, as we're supporting each other, we're ultimately helping the whole family because when you're confident and you're winning on your own and you're winning together, everybody feels the effects of that. It's not like, 
isn't again it's not compartmentalized like it affects everything you make one change in one thing everything else touches it i love it so you guys put your your in your goals up right right for, for, for you to both i love the transparency of it right for you to both yeah. see both support each other on i love how you you didn't say like so we hold each other accountable and make sure she's doing what she or he, she can make no. sure I'm, it's okay, I see what you're doing there. And if, if I can find opportunities to support, right. Help you, you know, get to your things. That's, that's what I'm gonna do. Right. I mean, like one of the things, like one of the things, like it might be something that's small, like it might be some things we have big things. Some things are very small things. Like, like for myself, I want to take up a hobby. Don't have no hobbies that I, I'm aware of, but if you're able to relax and have fun, we talked about this now recently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you could have something, that you look forward to in your leisure time, then you're able to show up. You're able to be more uh, conversational. You're able to be more interesting. You're able to make more creative thoughts um, and just ha have more to talk about. Because like, if, if you imagine you work for what, 40 plus hours a week. Mm -hmm. So you're at your job all the time and you got your sleeping time. So you spend a third of your life sleeping and the rest of it, a part of it working and then you got a, a little bit more time to do what you want to do. If all you coming home talking about is the things that you do at work, and you and they say seven, about seventy percent of us don't necessarily like our jobs, then that makes for a dull life. And I've been there, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's important to sort of make time, make time for those extracurricular activities too. And so um, that again, that won't happen on its own. But just finding out what what might spark an interest with you and just going for it, even if in a small way. Yeah, absolutely right. And we did have this conversation yet. Hobbies are, I don't think we give them as much of importance as we should. You know, just taking the time out to try new things, being bad at something for a little bit, learning something new. Like we have to have those experiences as humans, I believe, for our own like spiritual growth and well-being and have those small rewards, uh, putting effort towards something and seeing the outcome because we don't always get that satisfaction from our jobs. Some people do, you know, some people, whatever, and get them in other ways, but just kind of toiling around, I think it's just what we're supposed to do. And it yeah, was, it's like when we were kids, it's like, that's what you do. And as you get a dog, right. like, oh, that's, that's not what you do. I mean, yesterday I sat down on the couch and I realized like, as a kid, I did everything. I built model planes. I collected hot wheel cars. I sold candy, I cut grass, I did all these things. I made rap music. I did all type of different things that I thought were really interesting. I learned to crack heel for a little bit. And as you get older, you're like, oh, that's kid stuff. And then you come back around and you're like, oh, that kid stuff actually made life worthwhile. Yeah. So it's like getting back into those things. I mean, there's a few things now that as an adult. It's funny because I think being a, a overthinker sometimes, I overcomplicate the fact that like fun can just be anything, like, and it don't have to be very expensive, but mm -hmm. it can be that thing that um, you try on your own and that you can share with your, your 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 child or your spouse or your friends and stuff absolutely and then because we we can't really compartmentalize it trickles over into other spaces when you're a happier person and you're you know get your brain's getting that relief to just do something else for the sake of fun and it allows you to show up more present in your family it allows you to have a little bouncing your stuff at work you know <laughs> when you right. don't feel like your whole life is being um drained by other things you still got space for yourself right so i'm i'm looking at some hobbies i'm looking at my list as, as we're talking i'm looking at my list like, ah, i see that hobby there i mean this year i tried out boxing for the first time i mean it was fun mm -hmm. it was fun something i'd like to continue but yeah hobbies are good
Well, this is awesome. Yeah, I just want to say thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for allowing me to dig deep into the boat of my thinking to pull out or extract those things that I haven't really thought as much about or things that I thought about that just need to be revisited. So I really appreciate you having me on past of people. Um, I wish you much continued success in your endeavors. And I hope that this won't be our last interview. Oh, it will not. It will not. Yes, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. No, thank you so much for coming and for sharing your experiences, your wisdom, your your joyousness in it. I hope everybody could hear the excitement because you are one of the people who, you know, you get happy about life and about the things that you're doing. Even the, um, you know, like they talk about people falling in love with the process. You really enjoy the process of like, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm pushing forward. I learned this. One. And it's it's infectious. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all so much for listening. I truly hope that something you heard connected with you. And if it did, please share this episode with someone you love or some person that you know. You can also leave a review and rate so that I know how you felt about it. And you can keep up with me on Instagram at parents, the letter R, people. Parents are people. You can also find me on my website, parents.com. R-A-R-E-People.net. You can go there for earlier episodes of the podcast and also updates and information about this journey. Thanks for listening.